What is going on, everybody? I am Jordan Espeseth, and welcome to DFW's Real Estate Best Podcast. This week, we have some amazing guests, as we always do. We have an incredibly successful mortgage lender um, and a husband and wife who are the top 1% of real estate agents in the market and likely the entire US. And if you wanna hear their stories, how they got to where they're at now, and what motivates them to continually produce at such a high level, then tune in right now. All right, guys, again, welcome back. The, the, this show, our Real Producers podcast, uh, is powered by The Difference radio live stream and podcast. And, and what they do is they actually provide video branding and digital business development solutions for small business owners, uh, entrepreneurs locally and statewide. And uh, with over 600,000 viewers in 2020 alone, uh, the difference can help any business grow their brand awareness and develop a message that humanizes your business in a way that grows your brand, expands your connections and relationships, increase, increases your influence and relevance, um, and quickly helps you become known as a power player and mover and shaker in your sphere, community, industry, and in the business world. And so thank you to Landon and thank you to The Difference. Guys, our Real Producers podcast Um we do this every Wednesday at 11, and uh, before we bring on our guests, I'm going to give you guys a little bit, for those that don't know about the podcast or don't know about Real Producers or myself, um, we do this every week, and um, Real Producers, to give you that quick little one-minute history on it, it's a national franchise. It started five or six years ago. There's three Real Producers here in Dallas-Fort Worth, which I own, and what we do with Real Producers is we take the top uh, 500 producing real estate agents in the market based off their MLS production for the year. And if those agents are in that top 500, then they receive our physical publication uh, in the mail each and every month. It's their badge of honor for being a part of that top one, 2% of real estate agent. And the cool thing about real producers is if they're in that top 500 and uh, they have the opportunity to be nominated and selected to be featured uh, on the cover or within the publication. And uh, one of the things that the real estate agents truly love about real producers is that we're not a pay to play model. So if they're in that top 500 and they get nominated, again, just a testament to them and their business. And so we have the best producing real estate agents that are part of our real producers community. And the cool thing too is the businesses that we work with, each and every one of them has come recommended to us by the highest producing real estate agents in the market. So we have our real producers vetted businesses that are part of our community as well. We have a monthly publication. We have events on a regular basis, all for the top producing agents and our real producers vetted business partners. And we also do, like I said, this weekly podcast where we bring on one of our, we invite one of our real producers vetted business partners and have them bring on an agent that they love working with and that they have a relationship with. And we just jam out for a little bit. So I'm super excited about the guests that we have um, today. The first guest that I want to bring on, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with the suspense. I'll, I'll bring these guests on. Uh, the number, uh, the, the, the guest that I want to bring on first is someone that, um, I've known for about three and a half years now. He's been a partner of ours for a long time. He's one of the most successful mortgage lenders, has an amazing team. And uh, I like to call him Professor Tuttle, but that is Mr. Andy Tuttle with Mid-America Mortgage. So Andy, how are you, sir? 
I'm wonderful. Thank you for that uh, fabulous intro. Would you? Uh, I'm going to call my wife. Would you tell her the same thing? Yeah. Uh, redo this. Yeah. Tell her to tune in. Yeah. So my, uh, I'm amazing, baby. Thank yeah, you. that's right. <laughs> well, welcome on, man. I'm excited to chat with you. Stay tuned for a second. Let's bring on um, our next guests. Are uh, two people that um, I have a lot of respect for. As I mentioned, top one percent real estate agents within not only DFW but likely the entire U.S. Um, they were actually our second ever cover story. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, uh, but that is Mr. And Mr. Colleen and Todd Frost guys. Welcome. Mr. Colleen and Todd. How are you guys? Awesome. Hey. How are you? Hey, just enjoying that high live, high, high rise <laughs> living like you. That was tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I'm I'm glad to have you guys on. It's been a it's been a minute since we've all been together. I know, I you know. know. It feels it feels good to see some great looking faces. Absolutely, Absolutely. even <laughs> sorry, even, even Andy. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. <laughs> I don't be guys... nervous. Oh, oh. <laughs> you just in. That was a nice touch. Look at that added effect. That was great. Hey, I don't know if you guys knew this. I was uh I was just reflecting. And it is September 1st today. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but Colleen, you were the September 2018 cover story. And Andy was the partner spotlight in that same oh, issue. That I was do that on purpose. That was exactly three years ago. And that was not done on purpose. Yay. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that sweet? I can't believe three years ago. That's, I know. that's what a What a crazy three years. <laughs> wow. Well, and look at Andy. Oh, Andy even has his uh, frame in the background with his article. He's representing back there. I see you, Andy. Uh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> in the back, though, those stock photos of those beautiful, of that that's beautiful right. family are closer. <laughs> hey, we see where the priorities are. That's that's where it's right. supposed to be, right? Um, well, that's great, man. I, I, I'm excited to have you guys on. You guys work together. We've known each other for at least three years um, and it, it's been a great three years. Andy, I want to, uh, I always love, we mentioned earlier that we love to just kind of hear people's stories. And again, you're, you're one of the most successful mortgage lenders in the, in the area and, and have built a great team. And, um, you're always very innovative and in, in, in the way that you do things. And, um, man, tell the people how, I mean, how you got to where you're at. I mean, you have kind of an interesting background as well. So fill us in a little bit on that. So the, the audience here is mostly realtors. <laughs> and you want me to tell my background story? Okay. That's right, baby. All right. I'm going to pretend you care. <laughs> so the, uh, the, I'll do it as creative as I can. So Fine. Tell, tell us about uh, FHA loans instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be about the stochastics today. Really uh, over his butt. Uh, so so the, uh, I want to do the crypto TA guy on the piano, Colleen and Todd. Yes! That's what I want to do. Right? Crypto TA. <laughs> I love him. Like, if anyone's not following Ben Armstrong, BitBoy Crypto on YouTube, you have to follow him. Okay. Ben Armstrong, that's the guy? Shameless. Ben Armstrong, Bit, BitBoy Crypto. Shameless. That's right. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. That's more interesting my background, but I'm going to do, <laughs> do the background anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wait a second. Let me walk into this. Hold on. <laughs> and intro stage left. Andy Tuttle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it was a dark night, much like tonight. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, hey, look, dude, I grew up in a wonderful home with two parents that loved the kiddos, man. And I was very lucky. My mom actually left a dead end job when I was a teenager. She hated it. It was crushing her. 
and uh, she got into real estate, right? Uh, she had the uh, bright idea to do that for freedom, as we all know, that doesn't necessarily bring freedom, but she loved it, right? And so it, it's one of the things that changed her life. I think it changed our family's life, man. She got in there and it was hard work, as you guys know. I mean, it ain't easy being a good realtor. It is hard. So, but she grinded it out and it was at least stuff she loved doing. She loved helping people. So, uh, you know, my dad was a missionary growing up to uh, when I was a teenager. And so I went with them to uh, Africa, uh, to Kenya. He built hospitals and bridges over there. And I was uh, about 20. She had been trying to get me into lending forever. I was 100% commission sales, selling knives and cars and stuff. But and broadband door to door when that came out. You remember that crap? I came door to door. I didn't even understand it. I was like, I don't even have dial up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, emails. So the uh, so the, I remember going over to him, though, uh, when I went over with him to uh, Kenya the, on this one trip, he used to go all the time. Um, he was uh, we went to this one village he had been serving and he wanted to go see the bridge that was finished. So we went over there. We walked up on this village and man, he just got swarmed with families. And they were hugging him and loving him. They were going, hey, I named my kid after you. I was like, what is happening? My dad has no money. What is he doing? And I found out, man, I mean, it was a really moving trip for me, frankly, because what happened in this village, and it happens all the time, they had this big valley in between them and the market and the hospital. And so during the rainy season, because it was 15 feet deep and it was really wide and it went on for miles, they couldn't get to it. They had to walk around to this other bridge that was miles and miles away they were dying on the way. It was, it's hard, right? So he built a bridge, raised funds and built a bridge so they could get to the market, right? Saved a lot of lives and all that stuff. So I was like, wow, I came home and I was like, man, I want to do that. I love that. I just don't want to go to Kenya three weeks every two months. I can't do that. And that's when my mom was like, look, man, you can do that in lending. That's what it is. You get people got all these hopes and dreams over here. They want to make a big purchase and there's this huge river in between them and what they want. You can build a bridge. So I was like, that's pretty good, mom. I think that's your best one. And basically, we've been doing it ever since, man. And we uh, we love serving our realtors, love serving our clients and helping to make smart decisions about home ownership and, uh, and you know, trying to build a good team and, and love on our team, too. That's awesome. I love I love the correlation. Um, you, Andy, you, I mean, I, I would imagine you, by the way that you present yourself and you're very theatrical, but you weren't quite theatrical, but you, got, you were like in a band and stuff at one point. Oh, I was also theatrical. Yeah. You may recognize me from such CW's interstitials as the man who introduced Chris and Chris and <laughs> other shows I don't remember that were on syndication. So I did that. By the way, uh, I was that guy. I've done some theater, you know, you can see right here. Um, but also, yeah, I was in a rock and roll band, man. I was the drummer. So I was good to hang out with musicians. You know what I mean? But I actually was in a few rock and roll bands. Most of them were awful, uh, but we had one really good one called the Warm Jets, named after Brian Eno's first album. Uh, so, uh, but we did tours down Deep Ellen, played the Gypsy Tea Room, flew up to New York, played the Fearless Music Show up there, played the 23, uh, the C Note on 23rd Street. I mean, it was a good time, bro. That was a lifetime ago. Man, I need to get, I need to get your article, uh, uh, your article signature. I need to get that your assigned yeah. article. Yeah. I also fell off uh, buildings at Six Flags. High fall. My highest fall was 42 feet. What? Wait, into what do you mean? Into water? Hell, the heck no. This is the worst thing ever. You fall on a six foot by eight foot mat that's only three feet deep. What? I got yo, man. Now look, we can come back to this story if you want, or we can hang here. But let me <laughs> so I went and tried out for this thing. I was in theater at the time. They're like, man, go get some experience. So we went to the Bat Cave at Six Flags. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even know if they still have that show. 
and we went to uh, audition, right? So audition, and we'd never done this before. We had to go and you do all these practice falls at 10 feet, right? Well, I made the cut and to practice for the real show that, that was in Texas, like the saloon in, in the Texas area, Six Flags, that was a 28 foot high fall. We had to fall off and it's flat on the ground. So do you have time for a two minute story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, screw it. Let's. What are we, I'm dropping in. Yeah. Let me get my topo. <laughs> Can't stop now. Yeah. So, so, so there's this guy, Robert Keith, a California direct Hollywood, well, Hollywood that didn't make it director. And he was such a jerk, right? And like a total, he wore combat boots and he thought he was in the military and he practiced Tai Chi poorly right before each session. The dude was wackadoo. But we, he made us for a dollar extra an hour, right? So the normal pay is $8 an hour. To do a high fall, we got paid $9 an hour. So to practice, he would take us up in one of those telephone cranes. Do you know what I'm talking about? That like have the little box and yeah. he would make us go higher and higher. This is really so dumb if you think about it. And so one fall, I'm going up there to practice and it's at 42 feet high in the back cave on a rickety platform, right? And so, you know, those platforms, they got that little lip right there to keep you in. Well, when you're doing a high fall, you have to stand on the lip at 42 <laughs> feet, right? And so this mat, let me tell you how small a mat looks when it's 42 feet below you. There's one X on it. So this is the whole, actually teach on this thing. The whole thing is if you look at the X, your body will find it, right? So the thing is there's two types of falls. There is the fall you see a lot of movies where you look forward and you fall like that and flip over, right? You fall forward and, and flip. And then there's the suicide fall where you step out with a leg and fall backwards. No. So both are ridiculously scary. This one practice I did at scariest moment of my life. And I, I looked down and of course I'm peeing myself a little. And, <laughs> and I remember falling when I finally, he's like, he's like fly, fly. Cause that's what you say to go. And finally I went and my body froze. So my body froze. I was going straight down and they kept saying, flip over, flip over. At the last minute I flip over. My body kind of hits weird on the mat. And, and all I feel is this right on the back of my head. And he's like, if that was in the show, your head would explode. And I was like, what? Cause I had fallen too high. And it was the, one of the scariest moments of my life. And uh, it taught me that if I was going to risk my life, I would definitely need to get paid more for it. That is insane. Thank you. <laughs> and that's all for today, guys. We'll see you next week. We can't top that. Yeah. Segue that into something business. I, <laughs> I literally, my hands are actually sweaty. I don't like. No, I, I am too. I don't like heights. Um, have you guys seen the 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 show? Um, um, yes, I've seen it. Free Solo. Free Solo. Have you guys seen that documentary? No. You guys know El Capitan, that uh, big rock in um, Yosemite? Yeah. It's like 3,000 feet straight up. This guy does a documentary, climbs it with no ropes, nothing. Um, he, I mean, it took him like four hours to get there. And like they have shots of him. He's like, it's my hands sweat just talking about it. Really? So, Andy, solo? Free solo. Yeah, watch it. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, get on it. Bring back memories. Well, um, not to transition after that epic story to the frost. Let's see, you guys got to come up with just make something up. Uh, to to stop that. Um, <laughs> Speaking of free falling, let's skip to Todd and Colleen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, no, you're troopers. You're recovering from COVID right now. I'm impressed. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually, we both tested negative this morning. So well, my public service announcement is: if you test positive, 
I highly recommend getting the Regeneron monoclonal antibody infusion. Get it. Look at those guts. Makes you strong. They're getting it, it weekly. Strong. They're getting it weekly now, just for fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to stay <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, Colleen Todd, you guys have a um, a pretty remarkable story too. And like I, I mean, second ever cover story. You guys are some of the most successful in the business. And and um, I just love uh, I love the story of, of of where you guys came from, where you're at now. And I want you guys to share with everybody a little bit about um, yeah about your story. How you guys got to where you're at? So we are from a little village in upstate New York, outside of Rochester, between Rochester and Buffalo. It's called Churchville. And I think there's like seven or eight churches in Churchville and a little red blinking light. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's where we grew up. So, um, yeah, so we met in high school and we um, dated in ninth grade. And then we broke up and Todd says I broke up with him because he didn't have a card. It's kind of true. I dated, I dated kind of a badass who could like fill the back of his seat with beer on a Friday night. It seems someone, justified. Someone didn't have yeah. a back seat. <laughs> so yeah, so we dated in high school and then we broke up and we were friends and then we got back together and then got married and truly, truly accidentally moved to Texas. Todd applied for a job. I wanted to move to Raleigh, Durham. And so back in 1997, Seven. Um, he came home one night. This is when telecom was booming. And I mean, they, they actually paid us to move. I mean, you even got a signing bonus. It was, I mean, they paid your housing expenses, your travel expenses, all that back in the day. And so he put in the wrong job code and he came home. And he's like, yeah, I put in the wrong job code. And I go, well, where'd you put it in for? And he's like, Richardson, Texas. I'm like, well, where the hell is that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what states border Texas. I'm like, I know <laughs> I had never been down there. So um, <clears throat> so that was Thursday night. Friday morning, he had a phone interview. Tuesday, he flew down here. Thursday, he had the job. So in seven days, it was just, we just decided to put a, we had just bought a house and we decided it, it had snowed the day that I graduated college, which was May 14th. And so we decided we didn't want to stay in New York. And so he just, we jumped in a car, we put a sign in the yard and we jumped in his, his, no, my car. We jumped in my car with two forks, two knives, two spoons, two cups, a cat, some clothes. And that was it. We, we had, no, oh, we brought a boom box and, um, we went, we had no money. So we, we went to, um, Rick's bedrooms on Parker road in Plano and we, um, we didn't want to spend money on a futon. So we just bought the futon pad. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. So, so we lived in a little apartment in Plano on a futon pad with a boom box and a cat. And um, yeah, we worked for a little while. And then I, I became a paralegal and he was an engineer. And then over the years, engineering and telecom, he, there were so many layoffs and I don't even know how many went through. 15, 20? 20, over 20. Over 20 layoffs. And I was like, at some point, you can only look you know, be lucky so long. And I was like, if you do get laid off, I was only cleaning houses. And I mean, I literally made maybe 17, $20,000 a year. I was doing it just to stay busy. So I was like, I, I can't pay the bills. So I better, you know, go do something in case he does get hit. And so I <clears throat> went to champions and got my real estate license and then just kind of, um, you know, got my license. And then I, I hired, I learned how to leverage 
um, which is really, really hard as a control freak and a you know top producer because you know we have to control everything and nobody can do anything as good as we can and and you realize they can do it better. So, <laughs> like oh okay. So um, I hired a buyer agent and then I, I first hired a TC and I hired a buyer agent and then I hired another buyer agent and then he was watching me and um, he did get laid off by the way. He he did lose his job during Predicted the process. it. Knew it was coming. Yep. Yeah, but he was lucky. He got picked back up like six weeks later, so he was fortunate. Um, and then about a year after I was doing it, year and a half, yep. he was he you got your real estate license in thirteen. Yep. And then like a year after that, yeah, a year after that I was like, Do you want to like just quit corporate America and do it with me? Because our balance was off. We had kids, our kids were younger, and um, our life balance was like great. And so <clears throat> he quit telecom and became a realtor. And you, Kyle, Kyle, I love you share, uh, I think you shared it actually in, in your story in the magazine. Your first year you had um, Jenica, my assistant. I've been at Churchville. That's wild. <laughs> Yay, um, that's so cool. <laughs> she lives in London right now. So she's in London uh, watching us. That's cool. Um, you mentioned it was someone that was, I think it was either like a performance style coach but you went to go say your goals and share, share that story. Cause that, that was very motivating. Yeah, so I actually, um, she actually did this to me twice, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So she knows who she is if she's watching. Um, but I owe her a thank you because I actually thrive off of people having doubt and thinking I can't do something. And then I'm just like, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were, um, what they call at my first brokerage is a large brokerage house. Um, and, they have what's called a fishbowl. And then at the end of every year, they, they go over what you want to make the next year and they go over goals. And then whatever you want to make, you have to how many listings and how many buying points. I don't, I don't understand any of that. Like I, that's not the way my brain works. I'm just, just do your best and you know what you can make from it. Like you don't have to tell me how many listing appointments I have to go on and all that. But anyways, we were sitting in the room and I'd been a realtor for about five months. And she said, um, Hey Colleen, what do you want to make in 2012? And I said, what most realtor, new realtors always say, because it just rolls off the tongue, is $100,000. $100,000. And so she stopped, and she turned around with a marker in her hand, and there was like 15 of us in the room, and she goes, Colleen. And I said, what? And she's like, that's a big number. And I was like, okay, um, $60,000. I don't know what, what you're, she's my coach. <laughs> okay. We're dreaming so big. I was like, all right, stop it. Yeah. So, yeah. so she wrote 60 on the board and then she broke it all down over the next hour and a half about what, what I had to do to get the 60 grand. And so I, at the end of the meeting, nicely went back to her office and shut the door. And she said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I just came in for an apology. And she said, for what? And I said, you insulted me in front of my peers. And I said, you're my coach and you're supposed to like make me better. And she's like, well, Colleen, like, you know, you just got your license and that's like a big, that's a big number for a lot of people to, you know, get to. And I said, yeah, but that's, that's for me to figure out, not for you to figure out. And so anyways, I left there and then in 2012, um, I ended up doing um, over $10 million worth of business. So I made like 330. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah, so it, it was. But it was a really good, um, that's why I think from that moment on, and this, is, this doesn't work for everybody, it just works for my mindset. 
but I believe no, no goals equal no limits. I don't like goals for me because I know what I need to do every morning and every day. And I know at the end of every month or every quarter or every year, whether I was slacking or what I could have done better. I don't need someone to tell me what I have to attain um, monetarily. Plus I, and this sounds so cheesy, and I hope there's other Asians out there that agree with me, but I truly do not work for the paycheck. I work for the relationship. And I know damn well Mr. Tuttle is the same way. Um, <clears throat> and I, it's just, I know it sounds so salesy cheesy, but I don't worry about that. Um, so but I'm very grateful for her um, saying those words to me because it really lit a fire in my belly. I love so, someone. Yeah. 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 All hey. part of the plan. Talk about motivation right there. Maybe she secretly was like doing yeah. that on purpose and you don't know that. Seventh <laughs> level black. Like eighth degree chess with you. You just didn't know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's way beyond high level coaching. Yeah, right now there. Todd every night, Todd's like, I bet you can't rub my back for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet you're right. Bet you can't cook a great meal tonight. Um, I, so I was talking to someone yesterday. I was on a podcast and they, they asked me, what? You know, what have you learned about like what, what what people do to create their success? And I was like, honestly, like some people like you, like don't write goals down. Some people are very diligent. Like everyone, I've just noticed that everyone is so um, different. I just noticed the other day, I'll show you guys a sneak peek. I have a thermometer that I did not realize until last week is upside down. Um, so my goal thermometer is upside down. I've been up for like two months and while I was Zooming with my friend a couple weeks ago, I was, What's, what's that on the wall? I was like, that's my thermometer, tracks my goals and stuff. He goes, well, it's upside down. I was like, oh my God. But is it working? It's working. Leave it alone. <laughs> and I got to tell you, don't you usually put the other end in the, if you were using the thermometer, <laughs> yeah. and that would be the one sticking out. It seems to me that's very practical to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was intentional. <laughs> how did um, how did you guys meet? So obviously you guys met at some point. You guys have been working together. Where and how did you guys end up meeting? And I'm talking like Todd, Colleen, and meeting Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that one. You should, I would like to hear their version first. It's to be like my wife when she didn't remember our first <laughs> date. She didn't call it a date. So I'm very curious. Yeah. I think it ended with a 911 call. For <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The 911 call. This guy keeps calling <laughs> us. Um, that mirror keeps following it. I don't know. <laughs> where was the first? I just, I don't remember, God, I don't remember where I, the first place I met you. I just I mean, remember. First moment um, is your first. What is your first, first second? Memory? That's what matters. Yeah. It's, no, it was way it's early on. And, you know, I, I will say, I, I feel like, I, and I talked a little bit to Andy about this a couple weeks ago. I almost feel like I owe him an apology <laughs> because, no, because you, you had wanted our business and I had gone through some other lenders not knowing what I, I i didn't know oprah always says you do better when you know better um so i didn't know better and so and i've gone through some decent lenders you know they, they have good performance or you know but i've never and i know that this you know i'm not saying this because you're here but i know with my heart <laughs> <laughs> that, no, stop. I'm going to start crying. No, but you are, you're, you're, it's not just you, it's an extension with your team, but you are so, so good at your, it's, it's hard to find someone who's good at their craft and actually truly, truly cares about not only the, um, the buyer, 
but also the relationship of us to the buyer. And I've never ever had someone like show up and truly, truly, truly care. I've, ne I've never ever, and I've been, I know I've only been in the business, what, 10 years, but um, we've done a lot of transactions in 10 years. You know numbers, I don't do numbers. Um, you, you are just, you're the full package. Well, thank you very much. Jordan, yeah. I'm gonna need you to edit this piece. Out. I'm gonna put it on my hope show. <laughs> I was going to say, Andy, did you tell your wife to log in and start watching this? I, 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 no, 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 no. I, I'm hoping it's recorded so I can show it. <laughs> good. Thank you. That means so much because honestly, that is, yeah, that is the truth. And yeah. uh, I don't, uh, I, I appreciate that because we work really hard to uh, to show that. And it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of uh, care in a way that is consistent and that is relevant and that, you know, makes an impact. And I just, I think it's a, it's a lot more fun to do business that way though, isn't it? And we're all, I just like it. It just seems a lot more energizing and engaging. And that's one of the reasons I, uh, this will, Jordan, I'm going to answer your question with this. I'm serving both all parties right now. So the, uh, the that, that's one of the reasons I think that, you know, years ago, uh, I think we met, did we ever, I don't know if it was CCAR or a networking group or something. Maybe it was Zach. I don't remember, but I remember yeah. Right. Like a couple of events. And then you yeah. guys came to the mastermind, I feel like years ago, some event. And then I remember I, uh, I, I liked you guys and I was like, oh man, they got a, they got not just a good bit cause you were big on social, but like, I just liked your style and I liked the vibe. You know, you can get a little bit of that with, with the vibe, you know, and I didn't know everything about you, but I liked Todd a lot. And I was like, if she can have the straight man, Todd, in her life, then I know that they're balanced. I know there's some balance there. You see, and I remember that I started this years ago, though, right? I got you with Bill Hart. Remember, I, you were the one I was like, hey, come on and do that interview. Yes. I tried to get you in front and I get yes. you to the mastermind. And I, that was my courting process because I, you know, and I think that's one way that most lenders, if they're watching, I don't know if they are. One thing to remember, guys, and realtors too, you know, you don't have to don't don't worry about the flash in the pan. Like you want to see if somebody cares, see how long they really continue to, you know, serve you and court you. That's the way I view it anyway. Yeah. Right. Did you would you say I did a patient good courting job? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with the yeah. Yeah. You waited and waited and waited. These guys are worth it. It's coming around. Yeah. Now you get pecan pie delivered. <laughs> Yes. That is great. The bad right. thing is we can't taste it or smell Just, it yet. We love it. Yeah. Hot frost, did you put We're it in the fridge? Yes. <laughs> it's in the fridge. Then you're okay. That's you're okay. Great. Wait till how, import it. how important is it? I mean, I guess Andy, on, 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 let's talk on your side for a second. I mean, you've worked with all kinds of different real estate agents and um, you know, how important is, I mean, I mean, there's 60,000, roughly 60,000 licensed real estate agents in DFW. That is crazy to me. Um, a lot of them, not very solid. <laughs> what is it like 80% of real estate agents are no longer real estate agents after two years of, after getting licensed or something crazy, right? Yeah, what like, yep. for you, like you've worked with all probably ranges of success and types of agents and stuff. What's the difference of working with someone that's you know, the top 1% like Colleen and Todd compared to, you know, some of the others, like how, how big of a difference do you notice when working with, with them? Okay. So I'll unpack that and try to do a, a simple way. Cause look, there's a lot of agents that don't do a lot of business because they um, do 95% of it right. And they miss out on a 5%. Right. 
right? Of the effort and the detail, like it's a team thing or it's a follow-up thing. They didn't get the sales skills because they didn't want to sell, all that stuff. A lot of them are just, and this is all sales, not just real. They're just kind of lazy. They got into it for freedom and they're making excuses. I know people in all kinds of sales that are in 100% commission sales and stuff that just thought it was going to be easier than it was. And then they just busy being busy, getting nothing done, right? But the for the even in the top 10% of agents that are doing 85% of the business, there's a big separation with that because that's only, you know, about what, 5,000, you know, because a lot of those mm -hmm. 6,080, some aren't active, all that stuff. Yeah. But there's a difference between that, but there's also a difference between even the top 500 and even the top 250 because some are just machines that do production or discount realtors or all of it. So what I'll compare is the agents that are working the business hard, right? That just are not getting production and then really successful agents like Colleen. It is a massive difference there because one, there's no desperation. Colleen, you mentioned that. That's the biggest thing about the uh, realtors and any all, all, all salespeople that are living off commission is that you can smell the desperation and so can the client. And it's unfortunate, right? Because sometimes they freak out, everything's scorched earth. And brokers know that because you deal with agents of all levels too, right? That some of them, man, it's just like, they even if they want to have a fiduciary to the client, I can tell they're just freaking out and doing all this stuff and they are misplacing where their value really is, right? They are calling, the, the, they're trying to do the things like numbers for the lender's job, or they're trying to follow up on all these other pieces versus focusing on what really brings them the most value. They're the best at it makes them the most money. So that's the, and then they make decisions that seem to be really emotional. That's a big difference. If you're doing a few sides a year that I've noticed personally, between mm -hmm. top producers, one of the biggest difference with working with teams like Colleen and some other agents I work with and even other top producers is that they um, not only do they care, but they are the best type. It's low maintenance, high profit. If you want to put it in business terms, because Colleen, and Todd and all of her team, she's a good leader. Like, you know, your people love you, right? Mm -hmm. Leaders are loved. I mean, would you say they love you? I can tell because I work with a lot of teams. They love you guys. Like Melissa and Heather, and they love you, right? And um, and I that makes a difference. Us. What? We love them. Yes, exactly. And Ellie. And Ellie, yeah, I ain't forgetting Ellie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, the, uh, so the thing is that I think, and this is really for realtors, like, empower your team trust your team and show your vendors right you call them vendors the same grace right and um encouragement that you show your own realtors because they're an extension of your team most realtors the biggest mistake at any level they make a massive mistake because maybe like colleen they just had the bars so low in our industry right like if you close a loan on time for some reason that's celebrated that just blows my mind <laughs> blows my mind um so the uh so makes it easier for guys like me, though, I guess. So the, uh, <laughs> the deal is like you make a mistake about looking for a, a, a lender that is going to their value is being accessible and and on the weekends. Right. And kind of just moving things around and doing whatever that client wants. Well, just because you don't know how to run your business doesn't mean that your lender, sh you should force them not to either. Most of the time you do that, you think your value is being available on the weekend and being available every minute of the day and 10 o'clock at night. And then you wonder why 80% burn out in two years and then 90% of the 80% burn out the next year. And then 90% of the remaining 10% burn out the next year. Yeah. It's because they just get run over. Look for a, a lender and a par all partners that match your values, that care like you care, right? That fight like you fight and that are committed to excellence, even if they make mistakes. Would you agree with that, Colleen? Yes. And then trust them. Just like you trust your team makes mistakes too, right? Oh, yeah. And so, right, right. 
And I didn't he makes mistakes all the time. Kalita, <laughs> how grace, <laughs> Yeah, what? Grace and looking for essence matches, not just will you give me money for leads or whatever. <laughs> Colleen, talk, I, I mean, how important is the relationship with those? I mean, when you guys work on a, on a, uh, when you close a deal, I mean, there's like, I don't know how many different vendor partners that are involved in that transaction. Like how important is having not only the right people, but that relationship with those people? Like you, you have a good relationship with Andy. Um, like how important is that, that vendor relationship oh, really important i mean especially right now with todd and i testing positive and being home and quarantining until today we get out party time going to the grocery store <laughs> um but yeah i would say it's, it's super important because um leah and janet sudreth over at uh lawyer's title right now are taking excellent care of all of our clients that they've been closing all week and uh and end of last week when we were in quarantine and um, just loving up on our clients and, and, you know, just as they would when we're there, but even more important because we can't be there. Um, and, and I, I, you know, they're so good at what they do at lawyers that I didn't even, sometimes when Todd and I are out of town, <clears throat> we'll have Ellie or Melissa or Heather sit next to our client. Um, but I've been just on the phone with our clients, making sure everything is buttoned up and they're super, super comfortable going in. And I feel so comfortable with Janet and Leah that I didn't even need to, the girls are so busy right now out showing that I didn't even feel the need to have anybody sit next to them because the partners with the closing, it, they're, they're, they're fine. And that's on the sales side. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super important because um, if our clients have any questions or anything and being able to reach out directly to our teammates and it's important that they know it's a full team. And that's exactly how I hand over, like I handed over another uh, buyer this morning to Andy's team. And I always make sure everything is buttoned up and, and it's a warm lead so that they don't have to fight for it and, and that they know that my client completely trusts me when I hand them over to Andy. So it's, it's, you know, he, he's not going to get shopped. Yeah. 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 And let me, let me, may I comment on that? Cause that's a big thing. Cause this is Absolutely. again, realtors, the audience and I'm trying to think of this uh, deal and I don't care if they're for me or not, but Colleen, that is the biggest thing, you know, and, and um, most of the time and clients still shop. Right. But they reduce the shopping dramatically when it refers like you refer with honor and yeah. right set up a value. And then it gives the lender or any of your vendor. In this case, it gives us so much leg to stand on when we can say, how do you know, Colleen? They say, oh, my God. And we said, what did they she say about us? And they said, they say you're the best. Right. Yeah. And then that takes us to go, cool. You trust Colleen. She trusts me. My goal is to help, you know, strangle for trust. Right. It yeah. gives the lender the power to to go. Look, you trust her. She trusts me. You can trust me. Well, and I always tell him, like when I was talking with Katie last night that I handed over to you today, is he gives excellent service and they care a ton. And so a lot of times I can say in the past to other lenders that I've worked with is they give great service. Right. But they don't care. And that's it's that's what I've found with, with your team. So well, thank you very much. And just generally speaking for other realtors, again, like this, the, I get a lot of referrals, right? You do convert at the highest. Your clients are also the happiest and you simplify your business. When, when realtors, I think, and this is all sales, but since we're in this space, realtors, what they miss a lot, I feel, is they don't know how or care how to refer correctly. And you've got to think about how you get a referral. When you get a referral, you want it with honor. You want it exclusive. You want that, right? And you know, you need to do the same thing for your vendors because if you don't, 
the numbers show that they're going to shop. It gives your clients more stress. If you agree with this, then they have to do homework for all these lenders and try to figure it out. There's all these extra calls for you trying to help them make that decision. Then you don't know that they changed a week later. Does that make sense? Do you agree it adds complications to your business if they're doing that and you have 20 different or 30 different lenders you use, mm -hmm. right? That end up doing your deals versus yeah. one or two. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. So refer the right way and it'll simplify your business, save you time, make you more money. Yeah. I love that. You guys, uh, one of my favorite questions to ask on this, because because I mean, you guys are, you know, some of the most successful people in your guys' industries. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I, I love what Tony Robbins says. He says that, you know, uh, people are either motivated by pain or pleasure, right? So motivated by the pleasure would be, hey, I have this idea of a better life for me, right? This vision of a better life. And that motivates me. And that's, and that compels me to move uh, forward or pain, which is where I think most people, including myself, were for a long time is, hey, I do not want to, if I fail, then that life that I'd go back to is so terrible. I would hate that. I would resent that. I, I, I'm pushed and motivated by my pain to succeed. I know when I moved here three and a half years ago, I, I was like, if I don't make this real producers thing work, I am going to have to go back to a nine to five job, which I just, it no, nothing wrong with nine to five, but for me, there was, I cannot stand it. Like it does not sit well with my soul. And I just did not like the idea, like the idea of going back to the, that world and not succeeding was so painful to me that whenever things got really difficult and challenging, I was like, Hey, this sucks right now, but that would be way worse. And it, it allowed me to keep pushing forward to success. And now that I have more success, it's, it's less pain driven. I still don't want to go back that direction, but now I can see more of like, Ooh, like I, if I keep going, like I could give this, I could do this. I could, you know, add this value and, and have this type of life. I'm curious for you guys. Like, so for me, it started off as like very much pain driven for my own success. And then now it's like, Hey, who, who can I help? How, how, how can I make a better life for myself and my future family? Uh, I'll start with the frost. Like for you guys, I mean, to keep moving forward at, at a high level, like what is your guys's, what is your motivation for that? To buy more Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Like this big baby, those ultra coins are pumping. What are we throwing? XRP? <laughs> Where are we going? Bitcoin cash? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what motivates me? God, you love um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know what motivates me is I want to make the girls on my team rich. I want to make, you know, we're good. I want to make other people around me super successful and watch them reach new heights. Um, that's, yeah. we were just talking about that the other day. That's really what I want to do is just pour into them. And that's probably what motivates me is just watching them. Um, okay. I think that's, that's like a stage of where you're at. I bet you when you started though, like, you know, that wasn't obviously what, what it was, right? Yeah. When I started, I was like, holy shit, I just don't want to leave Texas. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, he's going to make us move to DC. <laughs> Todd, what about you? Yeah, I think, you know, I think you're right. It goes in uh, phases. I think initially, um, you know, kind of the whole pain thing, right? Don't want to go back to corporate America. Kind of done with that whole thing. Right? I did that for 20 years. So um, it, it was definitely a, a factor of not wanting to go back there. And, you know, looking forward, I mean, Colleen is, you know, 100% of the force behind everything. I just kind of came on as kind of the operations guy type of thing, right? To help push things, things along. Um, and I enjoyed doing it. I mean, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I think as we've moved on from that, I think she's still 
I think she still threatens me with pain. Um, <laughs> like every every so often, not very often, but every so often, it's like, wouldn't it be great if your ex bosses called you and you know offered you all this money to go back to <laughs> corporate America and you know fly all over the place and work on telecom you know companies and stuff? And I'm like. No, <laughs> I guess that sounds like the most painful thing I can imagine right now. Yeah. I fired him one time. Was oh yeah, I was fired. I was writing my like 2015. What yeah, happened? 2013. Yeah. No, so 2015. Every good realtor answers their phone, and he wasn't answering his phone because he was on his motorcycle riding to Sturgis. <laughs> oh yeah, and I needed him. I was in the middle of a 700 mile bike ride. I think. How dare you? How dare you not pick up time? <laughs> Dare you? How but she, dare but you? She actually hired me by the time I got to the gas station. Right. Just, just a quick, just a quick firing. Yeah. Never mind. I, I was I was ready to just stop listening <laughs> when she fired me and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm you know we can extend the trip." And uh, <laughs> that's amazing, uh, Mr. Tuttle. What about you? How about uh, what what motivates you to keep performing at a high level and succeeding? You know that is a question that I actually ask. A lot. It's like old Zig Ziglar says, motivation isn't permanent, but neither is bathing. But I still bathe every day. So I have to ask myself, like last year when I was working 18 hours a day and my anchor was on maternity leave and my one dude had a heart attack and I had COVID and tried to figure it out working a crane. I was like, what is my motivation? Why do I do this? So I ask that sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, and monthly. Right now, uh, like an overarching motivation is a few things. As far as it relates to this business, um, I one of the motivations, and my team knows this too, um, is that I think people need really good advice right now. And I think banks and media and all that have hijacked the, um, the actual decisions that people, if they make them, will help them be financially wealthy. And uh, I think that, you know, we get bombarded with the lowest rate and all this stuff. And, and for the realtor side, too, discount, realtors do everything online, and that's bad advice, Right. It's, it seems good because we don't understand the difference between price and cost. And when we go for price, it's typically a much bigger cost. Um, and the, I want to educate the public on that stuff, our community on how to make smart decisions for real, because it matters. People throwing all the money to their home right now and trying to, they don't understand debt management and asset management. And, you know, they're trying to save an eighth in rate. I just saved a guy because he listened to my advice. He was going to put $800,000 on a home and said he's maxing it out at a 750 loan amount. And the way he did it, I showed him a strategy because with his financial advisor, it's proved where instead of paying this off in 30 years and, and getting an eighth lower rate from somebody else, he's going to have enough money on a side account to pay his home off in 3.68 years because of the returns he makes on his home and leveraging it correct, maximize interest deduction. So it, it changes people's life, right? And so the uh, that's what motivates me. One, two is the team. Yes, I tell them all the time, guys, we're positioned for growth. We're going to keep growing and I want to promote you. Like you know, do the job Jim Rohn says, do the job you want plus the, do the job you have plus the job you want. Work more on yourself than you do in your job. Don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. So I preach that to my guys all the time because I'm like, get better. Let's go, let's grow. I want you to be in management and I want to see them grow and have fun. And like we do stuff we just did. If we hit certain volume levels, I give them all 250 in crypto. Oh, must invest in crypto at E-Trade. So that motivates me, helping them grow, helping my people grow. And then, of course, providing for my my family, man, and just loving, just building a business that I can be with them more and more instead of less and less. So that's those are the three things right now. I love that. 
I love that. Quick, Andy, number one crypto to be investing in right now? Oh, wait a second now. This is clearly not a financial advice. Now, if you're doing it for short-term trading or long-term investing, Ooh, right, I'm thinking, let's give us one of both. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, Solar is really hot. You may have missed it at 66. Now it's already at 114 with the shoot up to 129. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you got some good ones right there, Solar. Some underlying good technicals. Ada's still running pretty hot, right? But there's a, there's a couple out there in the altcoin. And Bit and ETH. If you don't have an ETH is pos positioned, um, all the humble opinion of this piano. It's going to be good soon. It's going to be good. So those would be a few. What do you think, Colin? Not, not financial advice. Not financial really advice, not. but That's I would it. highly recommend just wait till next week and invest in AMP. AMP. Understood. And say invest in it. We can call it investing, but we'll put some money in it. Play, you know, if you want to play around a little bit, we'll call it playing around so it's not financial advice. <laughs> play around. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I have a question that I'm curious about. I actually saw someone on YouTube was doing this and they're asking like, famous people, like things they could not live without. Mm -hmm. um, like, so something that I cannot live without, I, I recently bought, um, it's called an Uller. Have you guys heard of this? It is a, it's a mat that you like put on your bed that filters cold water through it. And so like, one thing I hate is everyone hates sleeping hot, right? Um, my Uller, like it turns on like at nine o'clock at night, it shuts off, like it's, it's all systematized. And it is the literally the best thing that I've ever, especially if you if you sleep with somebody, because like I know like in previous lives when I had girlfriends and stuff like that, single right now with a cat, but um, I would you know I I would like I I'd like to cuddle, but you 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 get too hot after like three minutes of it, and you're like get to the other side of the bed. So that the the Uller, you have that you could literally be side by side all night, and you'd be happy as a clam, and so. For me, number one thing I can't live without right now is is my Uller. Um, if you don't have it, I should be a salesman for it because I love it that much. Um, but Todd and Clean, one thing you could not live without that you have could be tiny, could be simple, could be big. Todd, I can't. Uh, I want, I want like something you've bought. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just too easy. Yeah, uh, I can't live without my wigs. So I can tie it. <laughs> there you go. Um, what can I live without? God, I mean, we just sold everything. Yeah, I was just saying, you don't need anything. We literally got rid of everything. We don't have shit. This is another thing for me that I can't live without. Yes. I live and die with these things. I in can't my live head. without my yeah. phone. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm so cyborgs. addicted to the phone. It's, uh, I would say my new thing is those AirPods because, you know, now I have no excuse not to work out. I just get in the elevator and go downstairs. So I want to show you something. Hang on. Probably okay. maybe our coffee maker. Maybe. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. Hold on. This I can't live without. These are badass. So shout out to Trenton Johnson if he's watching. These I got on Amazon. They're the Bose speakers. Oh, oh I've seen those. Yeah, and you hook it up here, and then you're walking around. People, people looking at you, you're weird. You can listen to YouTube. Yeah, and you can talk on the phone. Yeah, talk on the phone. But do other yeah. people hear what's coming out of those? What? Do other people hear what's coming out of those? Yes, they can, can. depending on the volume. Yeah, yeah. If you I mean, ever... I wouldn't have like top secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. you can, like yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. How much? How much we got? What, what's the price tag on those bad boys? Two hundred. Two. Okay. Amazon, you can have them by tomorrow. 
Good, good sunglasses too. Like decent. They're decent. Yeah. 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 We walk the dog with them all the time. Like if we're just going to go walk the dog, we'll just pop them on and listen to some music or whatever. Okay. So we got coffee machine, we got phone and we got sunglasses with, uh, headphones attached yeah. to them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Professor Tuttle, one thing you could not live without. Well, it depends on what level of uh, stage of the apocalypse are we talking about. <laughs> so are we talking about like- Right now, apocalypse? during the current apocalypse. Maker's Mark. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Maker's let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's creepy. Uh, yeah, that's right, well, then, then I won. Okay, so I think there's two things right now that uh, one, I can't live without now or in the future is uh, my my guns, yep, said it. Mm. Guns and ammo, mm. gotta have them all the time. Especially ammo, it's good for trading and bartering. It's also fun to shoot at a range. <laughs> two, and obviously the family, but we're not talking about them. That they're always going with me. They go, I go. But, uh, <laughs> but the second one would be my Oculus VR. Oh, I got to tell you this. So the reason I look so good right now, look at that. Yes, very so nice. It's actually because one of my LOs brought up this Oculus VR thing to the office one day. He's like, dude, you got to try this. And I was like, I don't know stupid VR, bro. I got too much to do. He's like, no, you got to do this like a fight thing. So I put this stupid thing on and I get the little deal and he plays, I play the thrill of the fight, right? And one round with a sparring partner and I was sweating. I was winded. I was like, what the hell? Dang. So I was like, I got to get it. So I asked for it for my birthday. My wife did not think that was a good gift to get me. So I got it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now man, I literally will go after a hard day work sometimes and putting the pit kids together. I would never work out at nine or nine thirty, but I will go up there and I'll put that on and I will work out and I burn so many calories because okay. you're sweating and you're really fighting and then you can you can yeah. learn stuff you know and then you are going through the and you are working out forty five minutes. I'm drenched. Then I do other workouts. It's spawned. And now I'm in martial arts because of this thing. <laughs> so I got to tell you, wow, VR baby, I'm gonna keep as long as I can keeps me in shape how, how do you keep yourself like how do you not after 45 minutes you must be like against the wall punching like picture frames and stuff like that like no, how do you stay oh that's the vr thing you create this boundary and when you're in the space you're in it no so you're, way you're fighting the guys and i gotta tell you like i'm like i gotta go work out i don't want to work out but it's a video game whatever dude i'll do it and then i'm stretching and i'm going up there and shadow boxing sometimes i do it with weights on my gloves because i'm really getting a workout or bands to practice it's just basically shadow boxing but against a real opponent. So I'll do shadow boxing drills now, <laughs> but with the opponent, right? So it's dude, it's awesome, man. I, I would love, I would love a video. Um just watching you do that. I think never happened. I would, uh, <laughs> I would hey, hey Jordan, Jordan I got a I got a cool story about a buddy that's got one. Well, his son has one of those. Okay. And it was some uh it was some video that he was doing where, you know, these, the bad guys were pursuing him. Well, he's home by himself. He's never used it before. So he's got it on home by himself. The guys are going to get him. He turns to his right and he sees a door. Well, instead of doing whatever you do, cause I've never done it before. He takes off running, uh -oh. runs into the coffee table, splits his shin and has to have stitches. Oh yeah. Don't do that. Th those are some of my favorite videos is watching <laughs> his people d just destroying themselves. With, right. with VR on. With VR. Can I tell you, they now have a 360 degree treadmill in real life. No, I'm not going to get it. But they have that also. I, I do this for the thrill of the fight, but a guilty pleasure is every once in a while, I play the 
Jedi game because you get to be like a Jedi and throw the lightsaber and beat up stormtroopers. Wow. And be pretty fantastic. There's a there's a dude in our building when I walk a little late at night. He's in his underwear with his VR goggles on. Going. Oh yeah, bless the inner child. Come out. Uh-huh. That is amazing. I always wonder why she keeps going on every night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll walk Lola. I'll same, walk Lola. Same time every night. <laughs> Get all Captain Underpants with his VR set. Yeah. Yeah. It's consistency. <laughs> yeah, every night at seven. Uh, that is hilarious. Last question before we hop off. One part of your morning routine that you could not, um, if, if you didn't do it, it would just like ruin your day. Like, so for me, Every single morning for like the last 10 years, I wake up and the first thing I do after I go to the bathroom is I meditate for 20 minutes. Um, and then I get a cup of coffee. Like those two things, if I don't do that, my whole day is just off. Um, so for me, need to meditate, need to add the cup of coffee. Um, Professor Tuttle, what's, what's part of your morning routine? If you don't do it, it throws your day off. Uh, I think the two things would be the lifesavers, the Hal Elrod um, lifesavers, the savers, the Mm. The uh, silence, you can pray or whatever, do prayer, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. Sometimes you exercise like 10 push-ups and a few sit-ups, but doing as many of those lifesavers as I can. And then, frankly, breakfast with my kiddos, man. Nice. If I don't do those two things, my day is, it really hurts. It really hurts. <laughs> I love that. Shout to hell all right. If you don't know, check that out. The morning, uh, morning, miracle morning. Miracle morning. Todd and Colleen. Lane. I guess uh, my big thing <laughs> I is like, coffee, I would, I, yeah. my Jura. If I didn't yeah. have my Jura yeah. every what, morning, your what? Uh, our coffee maker. It's called oh. a Jura. Oh. If we, what? It's addicting. So, um, and they have coffee in the building, but I'm like, mm, I want my Jura. So I would say just, just our Jura, and we just, um, we try not to do morning appointments. That's kind of our oh. time where we just, we're not uh, business partners. We're husband and wife. Yeah. So, uh, that's just our time, just to kind of chit chat and not be realtors. Yeah, I love it. Love Dude, it. Do you like the Jura over the Nespresso? This looks pretty fantastic. The Jura, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we love it. Does, does a really good cup of coffee. Yeah. Espresso, I mean, everything. Yeah. You can do all sorts of foo foo drinks, you know, lattes, you, all that. You put, you put the grounds in it, or is it like pods and stuff? No, you put the, you just put the beans at the top and it grinds them every time. Oh, so you guys buy whole bean. Yes. Whole bean. Whole bean. That's better. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Well, guys, this was this was fun. This was very entertaining. Um, loved connecting and reconnecting with you guys. Um, before we hop off, uh, Todd and Colleen, if there's an agent out there or someone looking to buy a home, what's the best way to reach you guys? You can call us at 214-284-1080. You can log on to my website, which is just ColleenFrost.com. You can follow us on social media. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And Mr. Tuttle, someone looking to, you know, get a loan done. A realtor that needs a nice, attractive young man to sleep on. No, no. no. <laughs> hey, that, babe, that is not what this is about, my love. <laughs> the old lady for me. So, uh, yes, if you want to, best thing to do, go to the TuttleGroup.com, the TuttleGroup.com. You get all the information there. But I got to tie in my X story, the whole thing about high falls earlier. The whole oh, point is that anybody can high fall. Anybody can do a high fall because all you have to do is watch the X. That's why a schmuck like me Ooh. can do it. So one of the things, the way to tie this into business is just remember, if you focus on the X, the X is the one thing or the wildly important goal, Colleen, or whatever's important to you. 
right? And yeah. just focus on that X, you will hit it because your creative subconscious, it's a genius. You don't have to think about writing out all the whys and all this stuff. If you have something that's your biggest yes and you focus on that, your subconscious will help you get there. That's what it does with the X on the phone. It does the same thing in your business. There so you go. Colleen's X would be like the size of a football field. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas Andy's is that tight. He knows exactly where he's going. I love that. She's highly, see, see uh, Colleen is one of the few that are what they call naturally highly efficacious. I mean, she has Ooh. an ability to cause she doesn't, she can, she just see things in her mind and she can feel it. It's a sensing, it's a knowing all the time, just certain uh, very highly talented people have that. And so she doesn't need to be burdened uh, with some of those other things. Most of us do. Well, yeah. I'm big into manifestation, like huge. Yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, superpower. <laughs> right. I love, that. I love that. Lyndon, you're back there in the shadows. Any, anything else? I think that we, we that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap. Uh, I was, I mean, I got all inspired by listening to both of them. Are they hiring? That's all I want to know. Are they <laughs> I got to get on YouTube and go look for some high fall videos here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was going to say to Andy, the high fall is not the problem. It's the landing. The problem. Anybody could fall. <laughs> the landing's the art. You are correct. And I was no, I'm not an artist. Let me tell you. That was, if, if you said that was the art, I am not an artist. That was the scariest, <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever done. That is, <laughs> that is great. Well, don't forget to watch Free Solo. Put that on your to watch list. Free Solo. Already have it. Um, love it. Uh, guys, this was great. Again, thank you so much for hopping on. I appreciate you guys. And and um, I hope to see you guys, uh, you know, in person real soon. Now that Colleen and Todd, you guys are negative. Mark I know. And we to each other now. Exactly. Yeah, I'll get my binoculars out. I'll see you guys. They're right. Right. I think you're doing right. his underwear, Jordan. Is that right. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm the underwear guy. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you guys all for who were tuning in today. Next week at 11 o'clock, we'll be right back at it. So we'll see you then.